three, two, skidoo. <laughs> we like to have fun here. <laughs> uh, when shall we three meet again, in thunder, lightning, or in rain? When the hurly-burly's done, when the battle's lost and won? Welcome to the Sunday Movie Marathon. Uh, I'm Max this week. I'm Chris all weeks. I'm confused most weeks. And this is episode 65. We made it, guys. How have we all been this week? <laughs> Pretty bloody awful, to be honest. Yeah, Darcy's oh, yeah. spent the whole week dying. Yeah. 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 I've yeah. got a tooth infection, so I'm pretty sad. And I've got to get it pulled at the end of the week. So not only have I got massive anxiety, but I'm also in a lot of pain. I mean, I'm not right now because the antibiotics are finally kicked in. But I've wanted to die pretty mm. much all of this week. Yeah. It was my birthday on Friday, which was nice. Had a good day. Me yeah. and Darcy went to London. She was dying the whole train ride there. Darcy's spoiling everything. <laughs> so he literally said the night before, oh, no, we don't have to go. And I was like, no, it's your birthday. We're going to go. But that was the worst two and a half hours yeah. I've ever spent on a train. I mean, obviously, I really wanted to go because we were going to um, Jack White from the White Stripes. He has a record shop called Third Man Records in London. You know, I really wanted to go there ever since that opened, and I thought it'd be just a nice time generally. But at the same time, I was like, I don't want to put you through loads of pain just for this day that we could probably do in a couple months' time. We probably are going to do it again because I couldn't really enjoy it because of just how much pain I was in. Yeah, it wasn't. It was a nice time, but I would rather do it again when I feel better. Went to a place called the Breakfast Club as well for lunch, which was so so good. <sighs> they do just like nothing but breakfast food. I think I had a breakfast burger that was like sausage patty, bacon, um, egg, sriracha sauce, cheese, and it's on like a toasted ciabatta roll. Oh boy, it, it did so look good. really good. And then we we bought like these hash browns because obviously I can only eat soft foods and I can't yeah. even eat a lot of it. So I was like, what the hell am I going to eat? So I got this like pancake stack, but I could only eat two pancakes off of the stack because it was like six or seven pancakes high. It was ridiculous. What is it then like soup diet for the rest of the week? I've pretty much and been eating like soft. Sift soup through like the, the, the holes in your mouth now. Yeah, like no joke. Where, there where was the, <laughs> the, the pulled teeth are going to leave you. Yeah. There, um, there was one day where I went to work um, just uh, the day after I started my antibiotics and I had soup, and the pain was unbearable. Like, I didn't even finish it. Like, I couldn't even eat soup without crying. <laughs> it was so painful. But now we're finally at the point where I can eat semi-foods, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Like baby food. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like it, like, mulch. Yeah, things that aren't, like, completely soft. eat a banana but... if I mushed it out with a fork. Mm. <laughs> Like, yeah, like yogurt and oatmeal and things, yeah. <laughs> yeah <porridge>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be like, I reckon for like at least another, because I've got to get, well, I've got to get pulled on Friday, so I reckon for about another week, I'm just going to be like eating nothing pretty yeah, much. Yeah. It's going to be horrible. Yeah. We're going to um, see the hardcore punk band Turnstile tomorrow <laughs> as well, so someone going to die. Someone that. might actually punch my tooth out of my face, and I kind of, if anyone's listening, like, go in. That won't hear this episode by that time. I hope Please someone has punch done me in that. the face. Why don't yeah. I have to go to the dentist? I hope someone punches it out of my face. <laughs> I feel like that might be worse for you in the long run. Mm. I also went to the dentist this week past. 
Yeah, me um, and Max are growing as people. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't been in like a decade. No, neither have I. And that's, that's why you have <laughs> yeah, to go. I, might, I guess I should probably check it out, do something about it. I didn't even think that much, much was wrong. And it turned out not much was wrong. And I got it yeah. sorted like immediately after a hefty sum of money was spent, which is a shame. But it has I'm to not going to complain though, too it? much about it. I mean, like. Some people pay like thousands, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I paid nearly £300 to try and save this tooth and it's, yeah. it's not being saved, it's going. So I can understand. Like I was supposed to spend about two grand trying to get a root canal and I said, fuck that, I'm not getting a root canal. Because I'd have to go private so it would cost me like two grand. Fuck that. And it's like supposedly unbearably painful as well. Oh God. <laughs> nah. Yeah. So guys. Go to the dentist. Bite the bullet at some point. Yeah, if you've got the money. <laughs> some people don't. True. But if you really have to go to the dentist, please go to the dentist. We have like no NHS dentists left in this city. They're all gone. To be fair, the waiting lists are really long. Like mm. This woman was there when I went. And I, I go private because you can't get on the NHS. And she goes, oh, I've just moved to the area. Can I get a, a waiting like form? Can I fill one out? She goes, yeah, but the wait, uh, waiting list is like a year and a half to two years long. And I thought, imagine if I had I'd to wait two, two years. years. Literally, it was ridiculous. The, the rot and decay hath taken me. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, I'd get like <laughs> sepsis probably. Yeah, would have been much worse. Yeah, yeah, it's just not worth it. They were like, Haha, don't wait 10 years to book your next appointment <laughs> again. That's, After that's I went, what, I was like, that's, that's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> but then he also said, I don't want to see you back here again. <laughs> yeah. They hate you. No, they but, should love me because I'm yeah, paying them good yeah, exactly. money. <laughs> no, I think it was because they were like, it. oh, no, nah, we fixed it now. So hopefully you don't have to come back. And I've been back another, what, two or three times mm -hmm. now. <clears throat> oh, well, teeth aside. Yeah, what else have we been doing? We watched The Crown. We did watch The Crown. Season one. Crowns are kind of related to teeth. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of serendipity. Yeah. yeah. You guys saw Buckingham Palace when you were in London? We, yeah, we did. did. There were like loads of um, like guards marching around for some reason. They yeah, like playing, playing the drums music. and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes like, they get bored. Yeah. There's like a huge group of them inside the actual palace playing along. Then they stopped. There was like a guy marching along, like going up and down. And then like a load of guards came out of nowhere from this park, all marching into the palace and they stopped. Yeah, we, we and there was like obviously like loads of like police people and like horses and stuff. And I was like, is something actually happening here? Or are they just like, I don't know, testing their drum kits? Or I'm so confused. I, I know think it might just on. be a common thing they do. But like, there's like, yeah, there's like loads of people just standing outside, like filming the whole thing, and mm. all the people on the horses getting really pissed off because they were like, "You can't stop in the road," even though it was like hardly a road. It was like literally just the entrance to the, the palace bit that was guarded off. I was like, "Really? <laughs> Who cares?" <laughs> These crazy rules and their crazy traditions. Yeah. So season one. This is about the royal family. Um, season one, most specifically, is about, I guess, the ascent of Queen Elizabeth II to the throne in, I think, the 50s, it was, um, after the death of George VI. And it's basically just about, like, all the crazy things she does and just all the, cr <laughs> all the crazy little adventures she gets up to. It's just, you know, it's fun. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of... 
held off on watching this for a while because I thought it was going to be quite uh, like a bootlicking thing. Oh, what, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, we love the, the monarchy. But I found that that really wasn't what it was at all. Um, I, I'd I'm, say in some ways it kind of is, it, but not yeah. overtly. It definitely takes uh, its liberties, I think. But yeah, what do we think of season one of The Crown? I'd definitely say it's better than I thought it was going to be. I sort of put it off for the same reason, but I also have the reason of I'm not really big into royal dramas. I find them all really tedious or they like sort of suck up to the royals and stuff. And I'm just not really a fan of it. But um, I actually quite liked it. It was actually really interesting. It wasn't too one side or the other, I felt like. Yeah, I liked the way they kind of they kind of paint it in a much darker, more political way than you, I think you'd expect it to. They don't really like show the royal family as like this glamorous, wonderful commodity that we should be lucky to have. They kind of just paint it how it is in a way. They mm-hmm. paint like this family drama, like the political side of it with like Winston Churchill comes in. He's like a big part of the show, kind of like his relationship with the Queen and. A lot of like the stupid traditions that kind of they have to live by that can ruin like their relationships and stuff. Yeah, um, it was it's quite strange because like I don't know we're always seeing the royal family as kind of like this ethereal being, this group of people who are untouched and untouchable. They exist as gods within our realm and um, very. Very rare we see them crack, you know, or like exhibit any signs of humanity for me, mm. I think, because they are trying to be this kind of like godlike uh, entity. Yeah, they feel almost the... like a service, don't they? Rather than like an act, that's an actual person. Mm-hmm. They just don't feel like people, they feel like commodities in a way. So it was good to watch the show and kind of get into. I guess the humanity of it uh, for me at least I found like you just get to spend time with these characters and like I don't know if I, I kind of like do think of them as like oh yeah this is just these are characters yeah and for me I think the like it's a very kind of antiquated system a monarchy it's like more uh, akin to I think of like you know, medieval times or like fantasy and it's like, yeah, back in the day we had kings and queens and they sacked castles and all this, but it's it's still here, you know, and it's still in the modern age. Um, but it's interesting that they do kind of get into that within the show itself. Yeah, it's kind of weird to actually think about the fact that we have a royal family. And obviously I know like they're everywhere, but you don't really, you don't really see a lot of them like now, I don't think, but I don't know if that's just because people might care a bit less about them now well i don't know i can't explain it but i just feel like they're almost not as sensationalized as they once were if that makes sense yeah yeah definitely now and this kind of like paints this time where they kind of were very sensationalized they were beloved by the nation like obviously when queen elizabeth came in they made a huge public display of her coronation which had never really been done before they pushed it on TV, which it was like the first big TV broadcast. It was the thing that made millions and millions of people finally like cave in and buy TVs. It mm-hmm. was just for that. And it's interesting seeing that compared to how it is today. 
Yeah, like the only thing I ever hear about the royal family now is either them getting slagged off because marrying out of the out of the family. I mean, marrying out of their. Well, um, well, let's say it as it is, Darcy. <laughs> marrying out of like the norms or whatever, or just hearing about like yeah, royal weddings. That is literally it. I never hear about anything else about them now. They've kind of fell from fallen from grace. Yeah, over I the think years. so. <laughs> but they're not yeah. perfect, are they? And I think that's this is the perfect <laughs> thing that kind of kind of shows it, doesn't it? Because I don't like when shows sort of, I don't know, suck up to the idea that, oh, yeah, the royal family is great. Well, you want to see great, people, right? You want yeah. to see humans with flaws that you can kind of relate to yeah, in to TV and film. You want to see people who fuck up, yeah. Um, mm. Those are the most relatable kinds of characters, you know, people who have this sort of fall from grace or like they're not perfect because none of us are. And these, these people in the monarchy they're kind of painted as that and they had been painted as that for a very long time and I think only nowadays um, we're kind of seeing that kind of departure from it with, with all these scandals and um, controversy within the, the family themselves yeah definitely I think the show does like a, a really good job of humanising these people and like creating these characters like out of them I know supposedly a lot of the show is fictionalised and a lot of the characters aren't actually like people in real life um which i don't have a problem with because i think it it makes for good tv i think it would be a bit boring if it was exactly how it was in real life but they do have to massively dramatize it proper prudy (laughs) they do have to dramatize it of course um yeah there'd be nothing to watch (laughs) yeah and in in that vein i think the acting is all like kind of fantastic it's all stellar um yeah like you got with it, and, uh, Claire Foy is uh, the queen. I think she does a fantastic job, like throughout the season. As someone who is always, she's like constantly criticised within this season about having no character. She's like very characterless, but I, and and she kind of plays that to a to a degree where it's like it doesn't feel like they've given no thought to her character. It's like yeah, she's just because she's seen as this figurehead. She's not allowed to like think or feel or show any kind of outward emotion or opinion on things i think she plays yeah, she has the part, to be neutral yeah, doesn't she? she plays the part exceptionally well yeah i think that's kind of how she is in real life though she is a very blank mm-hmm. neutral person at least from how we've seen her betrayed in media that, and stuff but that's so. how, yeah i guess that's how they want us to see her isn't it because obviously she she must like things but could anyone tell me what the queen likes cows I- you've seen that video where she's like with <laughs> philip and they're like uh, like a horse race or something, and she sees a cow and she just lights up and goes, Cow! Aww. <laughs> so, cows and corgis are the only things that she yeah, likes. Yeah. Likes the corgis, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's just one of those things where I feel kind of bad for the queen because she's almost got like no life of her own. She's literally here to serve this purpose of being this service, essentially. Do you know what I mean? Sort of. I won't say I feel bad for her. No. Um, like, well, I do on a human just... level, but I don't on like a. Obviously, she's had a privileged life, blah 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 blah. But like in terms of like expression and creativity or something, like on a human level, I kind of feel bad for her in that regard. Like I don't know, I'd rather live my life free than have to be under scrutiny all the time and live as a service and etc. etc. Well, that's what we see a lot of um, the members of the well, not a lot, but like a few of the royal members of the family. They mm. do. They, you know, they abdicate or they they leave and for one reason or another. That's what uh, Harry did, right? 
that yeah, 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 that's what he did. Um, I think you know what is it in in the fourth episode they say monarchy is an ideal for the common people to strive towards. I was like, is it? I didn't feel that. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> I definitely didn't feel and that. I don't think they would like actually. I don't think the the producers of the show went. Yeah, it is. I think it's like something that they the, think. the character. The, I think yeah. it was like the queen mother who said that. It's like yeah. Well, if you've grown up in within this family and it's all you've ever known and you do kind of I'm sure you probably do consider yourself the gods among men yeah, if you're in do. this sort of system and you never know anything less than that or anything outside of that experience i'm sure it's very easy to get caught up in that and feel uh, elevated in in that way even though it's fucking false <laughs> yeah i could imagine i just think it's all yeah it's all fake <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think Claire Foy is fantastic in the show. She's great. I, I love think, her. Um, the cast is just generally like just so well cast that everyone I think is fantastic in the show, and I think they really picked like the perfect people to play these roles. Yeah, they also like, kind of look similar to what they should, especially do as well. Matt Smith <laughs> playing Prince Philip, who nails is fantastic. It. Oh, fucking nails he's like, so good. An exact <laughs> clone of Prince <laughs> Philip. It's fucked up. He, he nails it. He's so good in, in as, as that character. Yeah, um, I, I really like Matt Smith a lot. I think he's doing like really good work, especially recently. You know, um, but yeah, I, just, I always saw like that character uh, and not him. You know, you kind of got him down like to a T for me at least. See, I kind of I kind of feel bad because all I could see was Matt Smith, but then I think it's because I, you know, when you know, uh, well, you don't know an actor, but you you kind of. It's almost as if I was just... I knew I was watching him playing someone. That's kind of what I got from yeah. it. But, like, yeah. it didn't mean he wasn't good. Like, there were parts where I was, like, screaming at the TV, like, oh, yeah, you need to listen to him. He's got a point. He's got a point. And I'm like... Because he, he's he's so good at doing what he does. But I just... I couldn't not see it. But then I just think he's one of those people that just looks so distinctive that mm. I felt like it kind of took me out of it a little bit. I was like, I yeah, know who you are. I think are. I was a little bit like that at first, but after a while that kind of went away and I just saw Prince Philip. Oh, it must yeah. have just annoyed me so much. That's all I could see. I love their dynamic. I love that they kind of, they don't shy away from presenting them as this imperfect couple. Um, I mean, more often than not, they kind of, I didn't even really get the, the sense that they even loved each other. It's kind of quite a fraught mm. dynamic and relationship that they have. Especially towards the like the last couple of episodes, I was thinking, oh, okay, this is going well. Yeah, especially in like the last episode where there's like that shot that he keeps cutting back to of them like arguing in mm -hmm. the car. Um, but I really crazy, appreciate yeah. that yeah. because all I've ever seen about them two is the fact that they're like a power couple mm -hmm. and that. They were so great together and they worked off each other perfectly and all this stuff. Yeah, but no no couple's ever like that, yeah, though, exactly. is it really? That's it's what just... I appreciate about it. It does kind of delve into the dramatic side a little bit more. And supposedly that is kind of what their relationship was like at the time. That's not, And it's not really been that publicised. So it's interesting to see them no, because, focus on it. No, because they can't be not perfect. God forbid... That the royal yeah. family are not perfect and prim in every single way. Yeah, there's that great scene where like they get into like a really big argument when they're like on a tour in Australia, I think, and they like ran outside and, and oh yeah, get, the people like, filming papped. them. Yeah, yeah I'm like, oh <laughs> fuck! <laughs> I like which it was. She throws like a tennis racket at him. Yeah. <laughs> that was sick. That was great. 
<laughs> there's also that really really great scene where they're arguing and she like says that um i hate to admit it but you're the only person i've ever loved can you say the same about me or something like that yeah and that's a fantastic scene he's just silent mm -hmm. and it bothered me i was like oh you're not even gonna speak are you <laughs> okay but then i also got the sense it's like what do you kind of expect like maybe you know, he, he lived in Greece. You, you, what you expect him to be like this? That's kind of what we expect from these people. These kind of this kind of virginial type of mm. uh, uh, air to them. And it's like, what you think he's never? I don't. I mean, I don't know. Has he never been in love before her? I don't know. The, I don't know a lot about uh, his time before. Yeah, for, like this. I was just literally saying, just you know. thinking that, like, because obviously the first episode, like the first thing you see is them getting married, right? Mm -hmm. And I do kind of wonder, like, you know. How did they like meet? How did this happen? Like, you know, like the kind of things that you kind of expect to think of when you're watching someone get married. Like, oh, you know. They were second cousins. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. I found that out today. When Shut I was researching. No, yeah, yeah, they are. They mm -hmm. were second yeah, cousins. Yeah, second cousins first removed. Mm -hmm. Wait, what does, what does that mean? <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Wait, so the, are they like, are they... No, they're not blood related, are they then? No. No, but they're like, oh, oh, this making me cringe. Technically, they're related, but not to the point where it's like really creepy. Yeah. It's still kind of weird, but it's Sick. not like disgusting. God. Yeah, it's not like incestuous in that kind of way. No, but, but I'm actually baffled by that. <laughs> Thank you for the info, though. <laughs> that's sort of that family, though. Like, you, you marry within those circles. Oh yeah. my god, so when I said that as a joke, it was real. It was actually true. <laughs> mm -hmm. Kind of. <laughs> this is why you get like so much uh, to do with when, is it Edward uh, abdicated from the throne and yeah. um, his brother George took his place and he did that for love and because he, they, uh, his wife... Uh, he wanted uh, to marry someone that... His wife had been divorced and yeah. there's like Divorce a rule was in a the, no no yeah there's rule in the church it's, of england where a monarch can't marry someone who's been divorced or something yeah if their previous partner is not dead yeah they yeah. have yeah they have um, to be dead it's interesting how things have changed from that i think um although i i don't know i guess it's kind of still a bit people do still hold those kinds of values i think and you see kind of a bit of tension with it when, um, like, I guess more recently when Harry and Meghan got married, I think there was a bit Yeah, and everyone got very, very that. angry about it. But I think people were more, well, I don't know about the royal family themselves, but obviously, you, I don't know, like, the rumours come out that they were angry because, like, Meghan was, like, from common land or whatever, or the fact that she wasn't British or blah, 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 blah whatever you want to call it. But then that just makes me think about how kind of grimy, like, civilian and royal family views could be towards that kind of thing. Like, what's the problem? What's the big deal? Yeah, and they kind of, like, delve into that a little bit in the show as well with the um, relationship between Margaret and Peter, which is kind of, like, the entire royal family's, like, against that. And they at first they're like, Margaret can't marry him till she's 25, and then she turns 25 and still wants to marry him and they're like no she still has to get approval from everyone yeah that's so ridiculous what was the point it's a bit yeah 
I don't, I don't know, like at the end of the season, it's like literally nobody's in a good place. No. Uh, I found that to be quite, quite great uh, cliffhanger, I guess, or like a good point to start the second season from. Um, which is like everybody's so downtrodden and nobody, everyone's at each other's throats. You know, everyone hates each everyone other. Everyone hates each other. <laughs> it's a bold move to go for when you're portraying a family that we've kind of seen as being so together anyway, uh, within like the, the, the press and the media, I think. To show, of, show that they have the cracks. Yeah. Although I would say of recent, I would say that they're more divided than they've been in a while, to be honest. Yeah, I think the cracks are just very public now. Yeah. I mean... I prefer that, though. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Yeah. rather than not paint this picture of, oh, we're we're shiny, happy people. Just just be people, man. It's fine. Like, we understand you have a job and we know that you ain't shit. (laughs) It's Mm. fine. That's a big thing. You know, they've they've kind of elevated themselves in that Mm. way and it's like they're not even people now. Um, So, like, and just, like, often be referred to, like, they talk down on other classes or like other people um, in different uh, areas of the world, I guess. And it's like every time they went on like a tour, they would say like this place was so savage and so, you know, backwards before the white intervention before we got here. <laughs> now, now you guys civilized. And isn't that great? It's like, fuck, man. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of what I'd expect from, um, like, white people in the 50s. It's sort of, I don't know, it's that sort of, like, mentality that I'd expect. Like, especially when, um, I don't know, well, like... You know, the, it's British colonialism, isn't it? Like, the it's things a- that um, Philip would say to, like, the people in... Was it, like, in Kenya? Mm-hmm. And he was just sort of, like... Well, he wasn't really saying anything, like, overtly offensive, but you could tell he was making slight digs at people, and I was just like, oh, God... Because I've heard yeah. he's a bit, he was a bit like that in real life, though, wasn't he, where he was like Yeah, he used to say really things. controversial, yeah. stupid things all the time. And I was like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> was it when they were in Bermuda, he said, like, the Queen gives a speech, which is basically saying, thanks for, or like, yeah, yeah, you, now you're under, like, British imperial reign, and now you're civilised, well done. And then he <laughs> says, like, sake. oh, basically, stay loyal or die. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But then I guess, yeah, of that time, I guess it kind of makes sense. It's sort of, it was, I guess it was, I wouldn't say okay, but it was the way, I suppose. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know too much about the politics of it, really. I don't know if that's still kind of how it is today. I mean, obviously they always go on tours around mm. the, the, yeah, I the don't world. Know. What do they ever do on those tours? Do they just the say hi to people? people? Yeah. yeah. You guys are still loyal to us, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're still good, yeah? <laughs> you guys haven't reverted back to your savage ways before we came in, huh? It's such a weird mm. thought that that's actually <laughs> like the way people thought. They're also like, that's the only time you see someone who's not white. Mm. <laughs> no white people that in England. That is true, actually. You've got a good point. <laughs> no, no. There, there were only white people in England, sorry. I don't think I ever saw anyone who wasn't white when they uh, were doing... You know the filming in England, or like it's it's set in England. I don't think I saw anyone who wasn't. No, actually, now that you bring it up, color. I didn't even think about it. But now that you mentioned it, it's, it's true. Quite interesting. <laughs> I don't know if that was a purposeful decision. Um, I mean, it's 2016. I don't know. Like, um, but it was also set in 19, you know the 50s. Yeah, I guess. I'd I'd like to say it's probably 
purposeful of its only really, time. Maybe. You only really get like a sense of like what's happening within the this insular kind of group and like within Buckingham Palace, mm. within uh, Sandringham and Barrymore and Windsor and all that. To be fair, you don't really get many outsiders either. And I would assume that because most, most, all of mm-hmm. the royal family are white, they probably just predominantly just stuck yeah. to that. There was definitely an intentional decision though to like keep the public out of it. Yeah. They think, and only show. They're only on the like situations. TV snippets, isn't they? Yeah. Mostly. Because they are so kind of far removed from the yeah. public in that way. And I guess nowadays, I guess they're trying to be a little bit uh, more integrated, um, but they do kind of exist in this other realm to us, the commoners. <laughs> we are nothing. <laughs> the scum. <laughs> One of the um, plots I really like that kind of really goes for that like human side of them is right at the beginning of this show where um, there's like that whole plot with King George. Um, and him finding out he's going to die. I think that like, some of that stuff is like, really sad. Like There's that fantastic scene, I think it's in one of the first two episodes, where he's like at this like family gathering and everyone's like playing music and stuff, and he's just like stood there, just burst into tears. Yeah, it was like Christmas or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that was actually really sad. I remember that quite well. The show is very emotional, I found. I liked it. I really went for it. Um, I really love that guy's, um, I don't know his name, his performance of um, King George. I really liked him. It was a shame he was only in it for like two episodes. It made me upset. Well, you know, he does come back. They always do like flashbacks, I guess. Um, but oh yeah, yeah there was really, one like yeah, a couple episodes before the end. He really went for it. I think he was, he was really strong performance from him, and especially like he dies in the second episode, and you still you still yeah, felt you still, like connected yeah, to like, him. Yeah, I was like, you wow, like you really yeah. developed this character very well. And I thought it was very emotional when he died as well. Yeah, it was. Like, fucking hell, yeah. It's not often that I feel like you can do, like, a death like that um, and it hit that hard. This early on in a show, I think it was a bit very commendable. I liked seeing another depiction of that um, person, because I've obviously seen King's Speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah, I, I like know. the King's Speech, but yeah. I didn't realise that's actually <laughs> what it was. Yes, yeah, same King. That was him. Well... I, I watched it when it like first came out, so I didn't really. Yeah, same. yeah. yeah not seen it. Didn't same. really have the knowledge or the mm. memory for it. It was. I mean, I guess it's kind of difficult to like, especially like during the the, the earlier episodes. I was like, who's that? Who's the, who's this? And who's who are they in relation to this? I kept person? doing that with um. Was it uh Princess Margaret? I kept going. Yeah. No, Chris, who's that one? That one there, that one. I think I recognise her from somewhere. No, no, what's her name? No, I don't know her name. And I just yeah. kept doing that for ages. I was Googling everyone. Yeah, that's like, what I was doing. Is this person still alive? Is this person still alive? The no, only person, they're a paedophile. I think the only two people that I knew off the bat was um, Matt Smith and um, who's um, the guy from Third Rock? What's his name? John, what's his name? John Lithgow. Yeah. John Lithgow, yeah. Really Sweet good. Churchill. Speaking yeah. of which, he isn't fucking incredible in this he show. He is. Yeah. He made really me finally great. like Churchill. <laughs> he like he worked heavily with a dialect coach um apparently to like perfectly capture the British accent and everything and he apparently stuffed cotton in his nostrils so he could like have that like nasal timber of his like intonations and I think it's like really great. It's like oh, he just sounds the exact same as Churchill. Face. Apparently, it was like very minimal, like makeup and stuff as well. But it like looks really effective because he just 
he looks exactly like him. And it was yeah. kind of, um, I went, did he gain weight or is he wearing a fat suit? And Chris was like, I think he's wearing a fat suit. I think suit. he gained weight, actually. Oh, did he? Apparently, he just went in, was in there for like 10 minutes. Like the makeup stuff. Incredible. Wow. Absolutely yeah, on it. The whole physical performance as well. Is like, yeah, I really you know, felt like it, you know. Nearly 80 years old and he's just like hobbling around. And, and I guess there's a lot, there was a lot of contention as to whether he should step down and because he was, I guess, you know, he's, he's this guy who like led us through the Second World War. He was obviously very respected. Um, but now it's like, oh, your time has passed. You should have retired like ages ago, but like he's just still clinging on. Yeah. I think they do a great job of humanising him as well. Um, no. There's that fantastic plot. It's probably my favourite bit of the whole show. It's all about like his portrait. Mm-hmm. He's like working with this artist to get this portrait of him, and he like grows this friendship with this artist, and they kind of like relate of the fact that they both lost a child when they were really young, and that seems like really, really emotional. I think that does a great job of like actually humanising this character because. So much of the show they paint him as like almost like this cartoonishly like bad sort of person where he's just like saying loads of really horrible stuff. He's like doing really stupid stuff. He's like clearly very in his head. I think it was like really good to actually kind of see a bit more about him and actually kind of break down that barrier that he kind of seemed to be putting up the whole series. Yeah, I like that episode a lot actually. It was basically just about it's just this dynamic between him and this painter is also very well acted. I think that's my favourite one, actually. Yeah, that's probably yeah. my favourite episode. I don't know, because, I mean, to juxtapose that within that episode, it's episode nine, Assassins, there was also this subplot where, like, the Queen was, like, looking at horses. I was like, well, okay. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, really, I don't really care about, about that. Ah, but was it, weren't there, like, corgis on that episode as well? So, for me, that's just a yeah. 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was the episode where like Darcy squealed because there was like a direct shot of these three corgis <laughs> under a table. <laughs> yeah, it was the best. That's what, that's what this show gets dead wrong. They don't show the corgis enough. I know they don't. They're there was there that for one, two episodes or something. Yeah, there was that one scene in the beginning of an episode where they were like corgis running through like a garden. I was like, oh my god, corgis in a garden. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. In terms of dynamics, I don't know what you guys thought of like Margaret and Peter's relationship. I thought it was, I mean, I kind of, I, I liked it, but I kind of wish we'd gotten more from their relationship. Yeah, I completely agree I with that. I understood why they loved each other yeah, so much. I think I want to, I don't know, right, because right now, obviously everyone, everyone here knows that my memory's like batshit shit. So, how did they meet? I can't remember what, like, how this came about. Like, I don't, were they, were they already in love when we started seeing them? Or, I don't remember what actually happened. I think it was just like, he was in the employ of the, because he'd been, uh, he's been there for 10 years. Yeah. And he stayed there for a bit and they just got to know each other. Yeah, because I, I just, all I saw was like, one episode, they weren't there. And then the next episode, they were like, banging love. And then they were like, Exp- yeah. expedited or whatever and I was like what the fuck like what happened here it was quite sudden it was like we're in love by the way yeah I, d- I just wanted to know if I had missed anything in between then but it doesn't seem mm, like I no, have no not really no it okay. was quite sudden alright fair enough I mean yeah I kind of agree with you Max like, I was at points I was like oh this is so lovely and then but it was kind of like one extreme to the other like it was like bang we're in love no we can't be together oh bang in love well we can't be together and I'm like oh what is the point of this yeah 
yeah, I guess I just wanted more from that their relationship. As much as I do think those characters are very well acted, I think Vanessa Kirby does a really fantastic job throughout the, the show of uh, portraying uh, Princess Margaret, I think, as this kind of... I guess they kind of juxtapose her with the queen in a sense. It's like, here's the one with all the, the, the fun and here's yeah, the queen she's the rebel who's, kid. <laughs> you know, like a blank slate and characterless. And I like how they kind of come to blows a lot uh, in terms of that. I guess they were kind of veeing for affection from their father a lot uh, mm. when they were younger. Yeah, uh, like they argue about who the favourite was and all mm. that other kind of stuff. Our siblings that kind of interact with each other, you know. I mean, uh, yeah. I do, I do very much feel like the sibling relationship there, especially with like, yeah. I mean, obviously I know me and my sister aren't exactly like royalty or anything, but I could imagine that she would be like the queen and I would be like Margaret because we're just two completely different people mm-hmm. in that sort of same aspect. But yeah. I also hear stuff like, oh, you know, I'm their favourite child and it's like, <laughs> like, okay. So I swear every you know, kid thinks in, that they're the favourite yeah. kid though. It's interesting to see that kind of carried on. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially in Margaret as like an adult, she's like so adamant on it. You're like, yeah, but I was his favorite, and it's like, I mean, you've grown out of that now. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Like, maybe um, I'm not, I'm not actually referring to this show itself, but I've never understood why anyone would be so like intent on being like the favorite kid. Yeah, like who um, even yeah, cares? I d- yeah, I don't know whether why that's does it because, matter. Yeah, does she have like some sort of? Because you know she's always been pushed to the sideline, like she doesn't. She's not the queen. She's not. She's in the shadow of the queen or whatever. So does she just cling on to the idea that someone loved her more than the like someone loves the queen? I don't know. Like I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, there's a lot of silly rules in, I guess the the fifties Britain <laughs> in, in terms of how the monarchy is run, and even like I don't know if that's still going on today, even. Um, but like, just as like silly things it's like oh you know the sovereign can't offer the prime minister refreshment or a seat even like <laughs> say you know sit down it's like okay this is weird it's weird how like you see the the monarchy treated and especially the queen uh and i guess it kind of it's this internal struggle within herself as well it's like well why can't i do this and like i yeah at, at the same time as she is like the highest authority uh, within the United Kingdom, she also, I mean, like right now, she's not really allowed to do anything. She's not really allowed to like have a say. She's not really allowed to have an opinion. Um, if the cabinet and the Houses of Parliament, if they want to pass a law, like, yeah, they have to ask her, but she can't say no. She's not allowed to say no. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's very interesting the fact that she is like basically she's the ruler of the country. She's like the highest authority, but like they kind of show throughout the show that she actually doesn't really have any power at all. She just she's kind of like almost just like she's a dog's figurehead. body, isn't she? Yeah, more like a figurehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dear dear, <laughs> <laughs> dear dear. <laughs> what do we think of the uh, the fourth episode where uh, it basically it shows this great smog of London that happened in, yeah. the, in the uh, late uh, December year uh, of, it was like early December in 52 or 53 I don't know, don't quote me on that <laughs> but that was like, I guess that was like the most insular episode and I liked it a lot um, it was, I've never really heard about this smog 
that descended no, in me neither. London for like a few days and like so many fucking people died. Oh, was that the so one where Churchill people. had to come and save everyone? Or, you know, we the, the hospital yeah, or whatever. I mean, like, right, okay, no, I remember what you're talking about now, yeah. It's interesting that he decides to go, because his uh, employee was killed. So it's like, I know that they're trying to oust me from the government because I'm doing a shit job. Um, so he goes to this hospital and kind of makes a show of how great he's being to the general public to like stay in a bid to stay in yeah. power. It's like really kind of slimy stuff that he does throughout the show. Which Tactics, like, and it? It's just like he's very clingy to his uh, to his uh, seat in in parliament and his uh, his power over the people. I think. We just see like time and time again. It's like even today, even like as as we're speaking, it's like we're seeing like a prime minister who will not like uh, back down and who who won't. Even though everything you know, has everything, been stacked against him, <laughs> all the odds are stacked against him, and it's like, well, he still still won't do anything. He's like, well, I just. I guess I'll just do something better. I just, I'll just, I'll get rid of the cabinet and I'll reshuffle. And uh, so, you know, sorry, but uh, I'm not going to go. And uh, I think <laughs> there is a massive uh, weight within this season where it's like, yeah, you you should leave. You should have left years ago. Nobody wants you here. I feel like yeah, this is just history repeating itself, really, isn't it? But then I guess but they when you're also in power. You 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 cling to that power, right? Like, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I thought like I don't know how they did like the effects with the smog in that episode, but I thought it was all like really great. It was yeah, all like, it was. really inter- like well done effects work with like this cloud that's just descending, and, and Churchill's like, "Oh, it's just the weather. What, what's wrong with your people? It's just the weather." But it's also it's obviously like a product of. Um, the pollution from all the factories yeah. and um, thank God we've never seen anything like that happen again because it was catastrophic. What did they say? <laughs> I found it was quite funny when they said, um, our oh, masks are useless. They're just for show to make it look like the government are do- doing something. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Well, <laughs> that this a- aged like <laughs> milk. <laughs> 2016 we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> they knew the truth. I think on a technical level, this show is like almost faultless. Like, Fantastic. It's visually yeah. incredibly lavish. The cinematography and colouring, it's all like really, really beautiful to look at. I think the set dressing and like all the locations they pick just really capture that like kind of extravagant feel that you'd expect a period drama about royalty to kind of capture. I think it just it all looks incredible. Yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's a very grandiose lifestyle that they leave lead and yeah, obviously we, they're in these massive palaces and yeah, you've got to show these, us the massive palaces yeah, you have, come on <laughs> you have to show the massive palaces come on guys yeah, if you're gonna give it you got to show it all the yeah really great set design it all looks very authentic and um especially the costumes i thought were like yeah and second really to none fucking brilliant costume design work going on here like li- li- everything is paid attention to in this technically i think it's like a marvel yeah because didn't yeah. um I think Chris told me yesterday that every episode costs like five million to make. Yeah, it's one of the most expensive shows ever made. Every you can episode tell. Was <laughs> yeah. five million pounds. Apparently when they like making it before the first episode had even been completed, they had already commissioned two seasons of it and they planned to do four more after that. 
then they just knew instantly it was going to be a huge hit and it would pay off for them. So, like, how many seasons can they really feasibly do now that they're on, they're, like, they're, going, they're, they're doing the fifth? Yeah, the sixth one's going to be the last, supposedly. I think it would have to be, like, yeah. the amount of money they must have spent yeah, they on had that originally, already. They had planned to do five in total and then um, I think it got to doing season five and they were like, okay, we could do another one. Oh, what, like, wrap it up? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I think they realised the story they wanted to tell was too big for one more season. Fair enough. I mean, it's probably quite a lot to tell. I don't know, yeah, we haven't gotten that far yet. But <laughs> I think season five's about Princess Diana coming in mm-hmm. to the picture. Oh, yeah, yeah you can't do I that in like one season. I feel like that's about as far as you should go with a, a show like this. I wouldn't really want them to step on like what we're currently experiencing. Well, like modern stuff, yeah. No. yeah, yeah I mean, I that's something to do, like, I don't know, 20 years old. Yeah, there's not really much to say about anything after... Princess Diana. Although I, I would think. like to see one in the future where we get someone dressed up as Boris Johnson flumbling around, like kicking mm. children in the face or whatever, and being like, wear a mask. <laughs> get, I would love it. <laughs> like a darkest hour, but it's Boris Johnson. <laughs> I just think it'd we'll be quite will. funny. We probably, yeah, yeah, we probably will one day. Give it like 40 years, there'll probably be a Boris Johnson biopic. I cannot yeah. I wait mean, for I don't it. Know, it's like watching a biopic like right now. It's like watching TV. It is. <laughs> it's almost surreal, isn't it? It doesn't yeah. feel like we are well, living, living in these in times. Fiction. Like, this shouldn't be happening. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'll wake up any minute and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched the um, Boris's statement from down the street today. No, I was, was at work. I watched a little bit of it. There was a bit that made me laugh where he was like, I know we all know what the problem here is. And then everyone just shouts, you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think the I don't right. I am see. I don't really know how to feel about all this because I know that Boris needs to leave and he needs to go. But is he just staying because he's being stubborn, or do you think he's genuinely doing it because he's like, well, if I go, we're already in the shit. Who's gonna Who's gonna tackle this? Who like, knows? I don't know. Like, does no one want to follow him up? I don't know. Surely people want to be in his shoes. Surely someone wants to go. I'll take a crack at that. Cool. The people in power will always try to cling for power. Yeah, they kind of show that in their show yeah. of Winston Churchill clinging on until he literally thinks he's no longer like fit to do yeah. it. He's like killing himself. He has like two strokes. <laughs> he I still just, won't quit. <laughs> I just don't know what... Yeah, it's not till he <sighs> sees this painting and the painter like basically just yells at him and goes, the reason you don't like yeah. it is because you don't like seeing yourself in a mirror, basically. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Oh my and god, that's, art that's for so you. good. <laughs> art tells the truth. Art it's like holding real. up a mirror to yeah, himself. You said something like, if you see decay, that's because there's decay. Yeah. Like, if you see fragility, it's because you'll see fragility. Yeah, because yeah, you're really fragile. Scene. I was like, yeah. Like, you're that man is literally old. a corpse. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like, even like Philip towards the end, you see him like in pictures, it's like, yeah, it's like... We, we, because nobody's infallible. Everybody decays and everybody dies. And they want us to believe that these people are somehow elevated above us because, like, what? Their ancestors won some battles in the past and won some castles. It's like, we're all human at the end of the day and none of us have elevated ourselves any higher than just human beings. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think yeah. it's a good thing. But... And I, I appreciate, I guess, um, you know, you can 
advocate for a monarchy or denounce it but i appreciate nowadays we're seeing more of a kind of humanity to to this these people where we are seeing like you know people leaving the royal family or people having you know actual criticism leveled against them for the things that they've been doing it's refreshing to see i don't think this would have happened back in you know the 50s when this show was set because we 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 were bought into that fantasy we were bought into like the the godlike stature of these people yeah of course um i don't really have anything else to add don't know about you guys no Mm. to be honest i don't know but then i don't think i had a lot to say anyway yeah I found it interesting, like, in the seventh episode, the Queen was kind of veering for, like, the the right to, like, education. Like, nobody educated her when she was a child about, like, just things that people should be educated about. I thought that was quite interesting. I don't know how they do it nowadays, but, like, I do think that's important. It's, like, in, like, the very first scene, she's, like, a child and she's being educated and she's like, is this what you teach the other kids and he's like no this is what i teach the other kids and he gives her like a paper and it's got actual mathematics on it and he's like that's all very uncivilized though <laughs> it's very very undignified it's too it's too undignified for royalty and that kind of showed that she yeah, was much more they know she anything. was much more there for like decoration than she was to be an actual person yeah yeah uh yeah we can go on to ratings i think i should write this out of corgis Corgis. Yes. Yeah, I really, really. <laughs> wait, wait. Sorry, there was a quote. In, sorry, sorry. In episode nine, where they're like, uh, she's she's talking to the, uh, the guy that she used to like or whatever, and uh, he's talking about his fiance, and he oh, said, "Oh wait, I think I know exactly what you've had to say. Go on." She's, <laughs> uh, she's like, "Oh, where's she from? Did you marry into money? I hope." And he's like, "She's a Portsmouth." <laughs> I said the same thing. I went, oh, Chris, you're supportive. And he Great. went, oh, dear. <laughs> Real slap in the face to us Portsmouthians. Well, that's for you two to say. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> no money, unfortunately. But yeah. it's the same here in Luton. <laughs> no money there either. Yeah. You say here in Luton, you're in Portsmouth at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> You're here with the rest of us commoners. Yeah, I have a dual heritage of uh, <laughs> Portsmouth and Luton, and neither of them have money. In the mud and the shit. <laughs> Guess which one is which. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, this show is really great. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was really interesting, really well made. Just a great show, I think. I'd probably give the first season like eight corgis out of ten. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it, because I enjoyed it a lot looking forward to seeing olivia coleman come up and play the queen <gasps> Same, i love her time. yeah a lot of interesting actors i've seen um are in the show in the later season so I'm, I'm interested in carrying on the show i really liked it i thought it was really great and i was very worried that it was going to be you know something that really wasn't up my street but i just i do like uh learning about the royal family in this kind of way more from like a historical point of view because i yeah. do kind of feel like this whole system is very antiquated and i don't know how i mean you know i'm not going to ponder whether the monarchy is going to be overthrown and uh you know abolished i, I don't know um but 
you know, it is. I do think there's like more call for that nowadays than ever, uh, as we are kind of understanding that maybe a monarchy doesn't really fit within a modern world as we're seeing it today. Uh, and I do like that they tackle that in the show as well. They kind of, even back in the 50s, they were like, yeah, the, the world's evolving and, you know, we've got to evolve with it or die. Uh, brilliant first season, I think. I was contemplating giving it a 10, but I don't, I don't know. Um, I think there were bits and pieces where I kind of fell off, but really not a lot. I kind of was enamored by the whole thing. I'll give it uh, nine corgis out of 10. We can only, I hope it goes up. I hope it keeps yeah. at this kind of level. From what I've heard, seasons two and four are the best. Okay. Oh, really? I mean, the, um, I mean, I was surprised about how much I liked it, to be honest, because when it came up on the wheel, I thought, mm, okay, The Crown, great, a royal show, brilliant. Shit. And let's be honest, let, well, I think we were all kind of secretly thinking, ah, fuck, a show about the royals. But um, no, it was really good. Um, I actually, um, I think I only really got into it like after the second episode, because I, feel, I was just really drawn to King George for some bizarre reason. I don't know why, maybe it's just because he was just like so well done in the... In like no time at all, but um, no, I really liked it. So um, I probably would carry it on because I well, not only am I going to be forced to carry it on now because Chris wants to watch it, but mm-hmm. um, no, I want to watch um, Olivia Coleman because I love her. So um, I'll also give it an eight corgis out of ten and hope it gets better from there. Yeah, I want to see Olivia Coleman. I think Julian uh, Anderson's in. <gasps> yes, in yeah, she I remember Chris said that. Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, I thought which she might, kind yeah. of. Makes I'll be me interested to see that. I love that because yeah, uh, oh, what's her name from Tenet is uh, Diana. Ah, uh, shit! I've forgotten her name. I don't. Uh, that, that. I, I, I saw her name literally just yesterday as well, but I don't know it. <sighs> I'm gonna kick myself, Elizabeth Debicki. Yeah, yeah. I like her. Yeah, same. she's a good actor. Awesome. And it was also interesting to like watch the show where it's like I'd already seen uh, Spencer as well, and it's kind of I'm kind of was sort of drawing a lot of parallels between the two. Uh, although I do think they're going for completely different things. I, I, I like the kind of depiction of the monarchy in that kind of way. Yeah, I agree. So we're not going to do the next show. We'll save that until like much later. So we know that we can stream it. We, we actually can yeah. stream it and like, it's not going to be taken off. Um, so we're just going to do what we're going to, what are we going to do for the, the next episode? Episode 66 we're spinning the wheel now. I like how noisy the wheel is. Lovely. Is it usually that noisy? Okay, and this is actually one I've wanted to do for a long time. Um, I put a bunch of decades on the list a while ago. Mm. We got 2000s movies, so all of us have to pick a movie from the 2000s. Okay. Anything we want, as long as it's from that decade. Awesome. Cool. Great. That is pretty much like almost every film in the world. Exactly. It gets us, <laughs> it's going to be it's very basically just a free for all. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be difficult. I think we have a ten years worth of movies to pick from. So yeah, that is a challenge and a half. Challenge. I'm yeah. excited. I've really wanted to do a decades one for a while. Yeah, we haven't got to yet. Excited to do that. Yeah. Three movies from two mm. thousands. Nice. In episode sixty six, uh, that's it from us, folks. Tune in next time. We've got social media if you want to follow that. YouTube is the Sunday Movie Marathon, plain and simple. Uh, Twitter is at Sunday Movie Pod. Facebook is at Sunday Movie Marathon. Letterboxd is at Sunday MM Capital S Capital MM. Any final words? Um, fuck Spotify. 
Yeah, Spotify are wankers. Yeah. Bye. Oh. <sighs>